So we're back again this week, uh, David, Nick, and we're joined by special guest Andre Brown, which I'll get to in a minute. First, as usual, we're going to talk about what we're drinking. And two weeks in a row here, I'm with my Pigeon Hill Salted Caramel Porter. Nick is coming to us from South Dakota, so he's got some fun stuff. Shows to take a vacation for you guys this week. Um, went to the store, so I have a Black Tooth uh, Bomber Mountain. Uh, it's an amber, and then uh, I chose a Pilo Dirt Porter from uh, Crow Peak, uh, both uh, South Dakota beers. Uh, very excited to try. I'm very excited to talk about today's episode. Um, if if you like that porter, you need to bring me one back. I'm just saying. Yeah, I say, I'm pretty sure my car's already filled with some beers that I picked up, so I'm very Great excited deal. about it. So we're joined this week by Dondre Brown from 1428 Financial Wellness. Dondre's been a, a certified financial coach since 2017. Uh, I was introduced to him through my wife probably about six months ago or so, and him and I hit it off right away because we'd love talking money. And one of, the, one of the things we talked about quite in depth was I had made a move-out budget for my daughter, which he thought was fantastic. So I felt when we were going to talk about kids and finances, he was a perfect person to come on because I know he's got a lot of ideas about kids and finances and how to teach people. And Dondre, you want to say anything before we get rolling? Yes, first and foremost, I didn't know we were bringing drinks. Um, I don't drink, but I could have brought my water. <laughs> hey, we allow water on here, man. I have tea too, so, you know. There we go. I could have brought my tea. Yep. Um, but. Thank you, uh, Nick and David, for having me on. Um, as David said, when I'll never forget when we had our conversation, I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, and I think the reason why I said, oh, my goodness, is because I love when um, people are very passionate about teaching their kids um, about finances. We already know, especially as, you know, dads, we have so many things that um, we need to teach our kids. And finances sometimes is just another thing. But to know that David is so proactive, he is like he prioritizes his finances. Like for me, that's um, refreshing because as we even look at, you know, these times right now, pandemic um, and all these emergency situations, unemployment, et cetera, thinking about how you manage your finances is important. But thinking about how your kids are going to come out of these moments, like what are they going to be thinking about as it relates to money uh, is even more important. So. I look at every opportunity as a teaching moment, and I'm just happy to come uh, on the show and be able to talk about finances and how to help your kids learn more about finances. Yeah, that's that's fantastic stuff. Nick? Sorry, just for our viewers, so we've talked about us. David, David's got the older kid. My, my daughter is four years old. Um, you have children. Do you mind sharing the ages uh, of your children? Mm -hmm. just, yes. just so that everybody knows kind of where we're, where we're at. Yes. So happy belated Father's Day, first and foremost. You too, man. <laughs> Same to you. <laughs> I had a great Father's Day. Um, I was able to talk to all seven of my kids. Um, I have seven wonderful, lovely children spanning from age 13. So don't, don't give me to, you know, give the ages. I might lie. <laughs> but age uh, 13 all the way to age three. Um, okay. So the conversations about just life in general, it differentiates. Um, I have my, my daughter and my son with me right now, living with me in Grand Rapids. And just watching them grow together has been, been really amazing for me. But, yes, I have seven lovely – I call it my little basketball team, uh, yeah. my basketball team of, of people. And you got subs, man. That, that's great. Like, <laughs> dude, I, 
I got a team. I got a team of one, dude. We're gonna get tired quick. Is all I'm saying, right? Like, you're over here. Yeah, I got. I got. I got subs on my side, but oh, <laughs> I'm trying to franchise my yeah. franchise tag. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Stay. Dude, I tell my daughter, signing bonus or nothing. Right? Like, that's it. <laughs> but so. Before we jump into Nick and I, we're kind of going to go age-wise. You know what our our thoughts are. Before I jump into that, I want to talk a little bit about a conversation I had earlier today with Caitlin. I asked her specifically because you know she's now twenty-five. I said, "When you were growing up, what's the best tool I gave you financially?" And we had set up a spreadsheet when she was in her teens where she literally tracked every dollar coming in, every dollar going out. So she knew exactly where her money was being spent, where it was coming from. Um, she tracked categories that she got money in each year. So she knew, you know, this year when I delivered the paper, I got this much money or my interest was this much or, you know, each category. So she had an idea of how savings went year after year to be able to start to budget things. And like I said earlier, I, you know, I made a move out budget for her. So she had some idea how that looked. And she told me that, you know, being 25, the best tool I gave her was that spreadsheet because at least she knew what it took to, to be independent. So one of the things, and I probably won't hit it hard enough when we get to those ages is, is start them categorizing what they do. So whether that be budgeting or making categories for their savings or making categories for their expenses, it's so important because I think really where kids are lacking is, you know, when, when I was a kid, checkbooks were starting to fade away and now nobody balances a checkbook anymore. I don't balance a checkbook. I look at my accounts daily, multiple yeah. times. And if they don't have that good basis of this is what I'm spending money on, they're not going to know. So that, that's just kind of my two cents. If you guys got anything to throw into that before we jump into ages, feel free. Well, you know, and as we talk about all the time, right? The biggest key is, is budgeting. We're going to, we're going to teach budgeting every age group and, and you know, good habits start young and they grow to be old and, and a good habit turns into great habits and, so we're, we're looking for, you know, what's, what's make success. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to jump in, man. This is a great, great topic for all of us, especially as fathers. So Andre, anything to add to that? Just as what Nick said, I think when we think about, um, as we're growing up as kids, it's easier to teach our kids when they're young, uh, kids actually start conceptualizing money at the age of three, right? So they already start making associations, um, especially depending on how you relate to it. So I remember my mom, um, I don't remember how much money she made, but I remember every time it was time to pay bills, she was always angry. So as I grew up, that's how I felt when I started to pay bills, even if I had the money or not. I'm like, I really don't want to pay it. So like you said, when you start young, it's just like teaching your kids language when they're younger. Once they get older, um, it becomes second nature to them. So something like budgeting, you want to make sure you have healthy financial behavior. Start young, make it fun, make it exciting, uh, make it meaningful. Um, Every time we talk about money, it doesn't mean that it has to be a bad conversation. And I'll talk about some of the things I use as well. Yeah, so Dondre rolls us right into, I, you know, the first 
really area I want to hit is those three to five year olds. So they're at the point where you need to start teaching them great habits. And we do this with all kids. I mean, you know, when they're before three years old, they're not going to retain too many of the complex things you're going to give them. But, you know, once they hit that three year old range, now you can start teaching them some more complex things. So you want to hit things like earning money, spending money, saving money, giving money. And Nick and I were talking before Dandre hopped on. One of the things I was not able to do when Caitlin was younger was save money for her, show her how to save money because we didn't have it when she was young. And one of the things I loved when I was doing some research for this was having three jars, clear jars so you can see into them instead of piggy banks that you can't see into and labeling each one of them, spend, save, and giving. That way, everybody can see what they have. And I know Nick had specific thoughts because he had more than three, honestly. Uh, Nick? Well, and that's, yeah, so that's, that's just it. I, you know, I loved the three idea. It was a great, it was a great thing we started out. Um, you know, again, so it was save, spend, give. And one thing that I wanted was, was not just, but I, I want, we're investors, right, David, you and I, yeah, like, we absolutely. invest in small things. So I added a fourth jar to ours, and it's, it's, specifically, it's specifically for investing. She has to take that money and put it into an investment. It can't be a savings. She has to understand, and I want my daughter to, to get high risk, right? So, the temp, so we, do, we do 50% into savings, 30% into spending of what she would like, um, 10% into investing in a, in a non-traditional, you know, uh, bank account, things like that. And another 10% into giving. Um, so, you know, because I, because I want her to not be afraid of what's out there for investment things. Um, again, we talked about it. I have a betterment for my, for my kid. I want her to, to want to understand what, what that money comes from. Um, you know, we just, you know, from zero to three kids don't comprehend money, but they see it kind of go out. Um, you know, but they, that, that to me was a, a big key. I didn't teach my daughter, but what I did was built it. So that way, again, from, you know, I started the betterment at six months old. So I had two and a half years to where I could, you know, and I'm still, I still haven't told her how much is in there, but there's going to be a point in life where I go, Hey, look off of $25 a week or whatever it is, um, $50 a week. Like here's how much money over your course of your, since you've been born has been saved by doing such small little acts. And like that, I'm hoping that that thing just blows up in her face, you know, kind of like the, the clear jars. But, you know, my, my wife is one of those Pinterest wives. So it's not necessarily a clear jar. Um, we have a, a, a clear pink one with some like ribbon around it. We have a clear blue one. Um, I have, a, I have a, a big boy cricket is what I like to call it, right? So I put a little vinyl stickers on mine. And, <laughs> so, and then, um, you know, we have, we have her, uh, her piggy bank that actually isn't she can't see into it so that way she it's money that she doesn't think about um that it's the only reason so in my mind i wanted her not to think about it not to see how much was in there get excited about it i wanted her only to see what she could spend so that's that's why i didn't make my my other jar clear i guess so mm -hmm. well when we're looking at you know especially that age group I don't know about you guys, but Caitlin always went shopping with us. 
So one of the things you can do with those kids is, you know, give them a goal because every kid wants something every time they go to the store. Nick was talking a little bit ago. He's on his trip. And every time he walks into a store on vacation, Emerson wants to buy something. Oh, yeah. So give them goals that are attainable, not attainable in three months, but attainable in a week or two that, you know, they can earn money towards a, a special piece of candy or a toy or j just something that makes them understand that, you know, if I save and I work hard, this will get me to where I want to be right now. Cause again, they're, you know, they're little people. They're not thinking months out. They're thinking hours out. Right. If that, I would say minutes, right? Like probably say we were talking before this, you know, we're on a road trip. We, we drove from Michigan to South Dakota. Uh, I think it was just shy of 17 hours um, if I would have driven the whole time. Um, but, you know, when you have a four-year-old, right, so we go into one gas station. She was great for the, for the little, you know, for three hours, and then all of a sudden we go to the gas station. She's like, I want some Tic Tacs. Got the Tic Tacs for being good. And then, like, 45 minutes, she's like, I have to go to the potty again. I have to go potty. And like, so every time, you know, she, she thinks she's getting something every time we stop. And so I, I wouldn't even say, you know, hours, but, you know, and, and I do, I, I entice my kid. Hey, you know, if right now, right, this is, this is time I'm taking away from doing with her. Uh, my, my wife is hanging out with her at a splash pad and doing all that, but right. Like, Hey, if you're good, if you're good for mom, we will do, you know, this. And, you know, um, one thing I wanted to touch base on is I try to nip it in the butt right now. So again, we talk about our kids watching watching us uh so many kids think that money comes from from a, a card right like a piece of plastic oh hey you know because my, my daughter she'll she'll be like hey where's you know where's uh can i buy this and i'm like where are you gonna get the money she's like oh you know your card just but no that's not how that works like plastic no like you know this you you know that you have your piggy banks so if you want i'll take money from your piggy bank no you're not gonna take money from my piggy bank well, yeah, if you want, you know, so then we have this, this discussion of like, you have two choices. I can take it from your piggy bank or you can earn it, right? If you tell me that you'd rather earn it and, and I'll buy it for you right now, but you have to, you have to keep this promise. So, um, we'll do those, but like getting a kid to understand, because I mean, how many people do you know that carry cash anymore? I mean, you know, I, I always carry cash of some sort, not anywhere near enough to like buy everything, but uh, I believe, I believe almost everywhere I go, I tip in cash, you know, like I, I'll, I'll tip, we they say David and I went to dinner the other night or whatever, and usually they have valet there and it's like, man, I'll always tip a valet. I'll, somebody, you know, somebody does something for me. I'm always tipping, go to a baseball game. They wipe my seat when it's raining. Like here's, here's some money. So, um, I believe in tipping for good things. So I, you know, that's one thing my daughter sees and she goes, why'd you give that guy money? Well, he did something for me, right? Like you do something for me when you, when you pick up your room, like you, you do something for you, you do something for me. So I teach her that everything you do, you should get paid for, you know, in a financial, like be worth that money. Cause I know my time we've talked about it. My time isn't worth nearly enough. Like anybody's like, Hey, can you come help me? And I'm like, yep, I got you. I got you. I got you. Like, so it, I, I want her to, to financially be there. So. Well, and you know, when we're, we're sitting here, I think the ages that we have here are perfect because Nick's daughter's very young. Dondre's kind of in the middle with his kids and mine's, you know, 25 out on her own doing her own things. And 
Dondre, you know, for that age group, what works well for you? Yeah, so um, a lot of things that you and uh, Nick do, I do with my kids, especially the communication part, right? I think growing, not I think, growing up, um, my mom didn't really explain her decision-making behind money. She would say, you can't buy that. She didn't really say why. So being able to tell your kids the why allows them to become more of independent thinkers. And we want our kids to be able to become independent thinkers around that age because that's what money is, essentially. Your ability to make good or bad decisions based from information, whether it's your need to get something or um, knowing that if you put your money or if you wait a little bit, things can happen. But if people aren't telling you that process as you're growing up, you'll be a part of the generations that say, well, I didn't know. Yep. Right. So even with my kids, like my daughter the other day, we walked into the store and she was like, I really want to buy this swimsuit. Right. And I was like, do we have one at home? Yes. Does it fit? Yes. So why do you want this one? Mm, because I see other people buying swimsuits. So do you just want to buy stuff because other people are buying it? Uh, maybe. What are you saving your money for? I'm saving my money to get a new bike. So don't you want that new bike? When do you want it? So going back to those goals, like you said, so my goal is always to bring everything back around to what my kids truly want. Um, and one thing that you also said, Nick, that I thought was, I was like, oh my goodness, yes. You talked about helping your daughter see the value in her time. That is powerful. Yeah. There are a lot of people that, I mean, us included, right? We, we love to give and serve and provide um, so much of our time. But when we think about what wealthy, rich people do, they place a lot of value on their time, which allows them to make healthier financial decisions because they look at uh, the opportunity costs in all the decisions that they're making. So with my kids, them being three all the way to 13, there's a lot of similarities in the way in which I communicate with them regarding goals, regarding language. Because again, even though my son is three, I'm still trying to talk to him and use like flashcards because that's the same thing that we do when we're teaching our kids the alphabet, right? When before they can even talk, we're saying A, B, C. So before my son is talking, I'm over here playing videos on finances when I'm driving. He's going to listen to this one. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I'm the only crazy one. No, that's great. Well, and one of the things Dondre just said that I really want to hit on is his daughter said, I want to buy this. And he, he didn't say, no, you can't buy it. He gave her a choice. Why do you want it? What's special about it? I thought you were saving for your bike. Which brought it back to real life situation for her. Well, I can go buy the swimsuit, but that means the bike's going to be further down the line. And do I want to make that choice? I, I, you know, one thing that also hit me about the conversation was you said you said you give you give an explanation of of why, um, and it was one thing growing up I hated the most. Right, I always got the answer of because I said so or I'm the parent, you are the child, and and it just it always. It, it, it made a lot, like, it still bugs me just saying these words right now. We were driving here and my, you know, my daughter's like, can I get out? And I was like, no. And she goes, why? And I wanted to say, because I said so. And I, like, I had to say no. Like, I had to stop myself and I was like, look, we, you know, we have, we have this specific thing that has to get done this time. 
you're, you're safer to stay in the car. I'm not getting out to walk, you know, like, and so I walked her through this whole thing as much as it would have been easy to do, you know, because I said, so I was like, I hate it. I don't want her. Like she deserves a reason. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and I, sometimes it's not easy. Right. But like right. doing the hard thing is always the right thing. Like, you know, it, it's, you know, she, when she wants stuff, she's like, dad, can I have this? And I'll say, no, why? And I'll explain, because you weren't good because this, like I, I try, I mean, there's probably some times where I quickly like say it, but like, I try so hard to explain why you can't have a certain toy, why you can't buy something, why you can't, you know, we'll go to get my wife. We talk about coffee and things like that. And and then, you know, Starbucks sells these stupid cake pop things. Can I have one? No. Why? Because you literally just asked for it. You don't just get everything you ask for. And like, that's a good enough excuse for me. You don't just get everything. You have to earn these things. So, Mm -hmm. um, but no, I, I do appreciate the fact that you like, explain that because I think that's huge like you know we, we talk like and I think we learn a lot from failures and things like that like my mom never explained bills my father never explained bills you, you know you said your mom got mad about about bills and it was like I didn't know how much a, a trash bill was until I called to get trash service right and then I was like hey mom can I throw my trash in your bin right because I was so expensive <laughs> but, but you know like you know I, I I didn't know how much utilities would cost right like when you when you talk to a realtor, they just think you know they're like, oh yeah, electric here should be like a hundred bucks. You know, I, I don't need light, right? Like, I need how much these things are. Like, uh, I need I I have a budget. I just don't know how to budget off of infinity dollars, right? Like, yeah. So it's it's I I teach my kid every like I share I share everything with her. Like I, I share it with Facebook too. Like, it's not bragging. It's not whatever to me. It's like, hey, if you want to own an apartment complex, a water bill is going to cost you 1400 bucks. You know, like I, I throw it out there like, Hey, this is how much this is. Like I want, I, I think knowledge is, knowledge is power. Like it, it's huge. If you know how much these things are, you know how much to budget roughly. And, and me, I'm a 10% above kind of guy. So mm-hmm. but, no, I, I think it's awesome. Um, you, now, so three to five, um, three to five years old, right. Do the start the jars, start teaching them all that. I think that's great. Um, going in, you know, you say going into the next steps. Well, I got a couple apps that, you know, can help you with this. So one of the apps out there is Dragon Box Numbers, which can help teach kids not only counting, but building on that counting. And, you know, they got some different activities. And I think that's a worthwhile thing to look into if you're trying to teach numbers and and values yep um another one which probably is a little too advanced for this age but but can be useful somebody like dandre who has you know kids of multiple ages you know uh, somebody that's seven eight could say you know take a four-year-old and say this is this is a great app this is how we use it and that's uh saving spree which when i was looking into apps this one I really liked. So yeah. saving spree, it, it's got lessons on how to make choices and how to spend versus saving and making short-term goals, uh, donating money, all sorts of different things. And I, I think that's something really good for kids to get in on and learn on. And, and I'm, 
I'm really excited about some of the apps that are out there because, you know, when my daughter was young, there, there were no apps there. You know, cell phones weren't as big of a thing as what they are now. Yeah. No, and that's, no, I, that's I, something, I definitely, I, I definitely fail at technology. I'm, I'm not, I'm not up to date with all these apps and things, but I want to, you know, my daughter is so good with technology. I've never taught, I'll be honest. I've never taught my daughter how to use a cell phone. Like I, I refuse to kind of give her that but she does get some like screen time or whatever you call it. But like, so we're driving here and she, she's like, mom, can I have your phone? And she'll go onto YouTube somehow. And YouTube has like the automatic things like on there, but like, and she'll click and she'll, I don't like, how do you, you know, I told her to call grandma and I was like, Hey, you know, look for M O M, you know, C E L L. And you know, so she gets mom cell and she hits it and she calls and I'm like, like you're four years old. How do you understand? How to work? Like, I, my mom is 60 or whatever, you know, can't use a cell phone. I'm 31, can't use a cell phone. My four-year-old can do this. But, you know, so I, I teach my kid old school. We were talking about it. Like, I, I collect change. Um, you know, I, I just, I, every, every night or whatever, I put it on the nightstand. And then I sort my change out, you know, into quarters, uh, you know, nickels, dimes, pennies. And so that way I don't have to worry about sorting them later. I, it's just quick to do it right then. Um, but I have my daughter help me. So she counts to 50 pennies, right? 40, 40 quarters, mm -hmm. right? 50 dimes and, you know, 40 nickels or, you know, 50 nickels, whatever it would be, you know, and, and she knows, Hey, 50 pennies, 50 cents. Like, and then I, so right now I'm, I'm, I'm getting her to physically touch money, take, take the five pennies. And I'm like, Hey, five pennies equals. And she'll be like a nickel. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, we'll throw it out there. And like, we'll just play and have fun. You know, so I try to make a game out of it, but apps could do it as well. And then, uh, you know, she, she has to learn and like, don't get me wrong. She gets paid to help me roll my money. Um, you know, it, it, small, I, I pay my kid to do small chores and they don't all have to be, you know, there's certain things that she has to do, right? Like her room, I don't pay her for that is her space that she must maintain clean. Um, I like to call it rent. <laughs> So, but there is other things, you know, like there's, there's other rooms where it's her stuff, but you know, we allow it in other rooms and, and, and I'm like, Hey, I'll pay you if you pick this up because this is my area, your stuff. I allow it in there. So here, you know, pay. And, and so, we, you know, we don't pay her much and, and I don't pay her a set price. I've seen some of those boards where people are like, Hey, $2 to sweep 50 cents for dishes or whatever. And I'm like, man, I ain't got time for this. Like, hold on. I, I, here's some cash, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and I was going to add, uh, so our kids, we already know they, they love technology. So I try to do a hybrid, <clears throat> depending on the child, of course. But yeah. for my kids that love to be on YouTube, as we know, they have YouTube ads, right? And if we're not monitoring what they're watching, those ads can slide right in. Buy this doll, buy this bike, like buy, buy, buy. So when, I, when we look at behavior economics, right, they're conditioning us to buy by always sending those ads. And I'm like, how do I combat that with my kids? And one of those things is, is monitoring. So Nick, I do um, appreciate and uh, follow a very similar model. Like my daughters can watch like things like Netflix, but something like YouTube that has this constant running of ads, especially now, I don't know if you've seen it, but now there's like four ads in a row. I'm like, no, 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 no because she's going to walk away from there, of course, enjoying the cartoon, but also wanting to buy and sure. not even knowing why, because she's being conditioned to do so. Well, yep. see, and I, I think I'm 
quite a bit older than both of you. I mean, I know I'm older than Nick, but I would assume I'm older than Dondre by quite a bit. Um, when I was growing up, Saturday morning cartoons were a thing. That's not a thing anymore. But that I was, was so disappointed when I realized that. That was a huge thing when I was growing up. And literally every commercial on a Saturday morning was either some new sugary cereal or some new G.I. Joe toy or whatever it was. And literally you would see these commercials and beg your parents, hey, I got to go to the store. I got to buy me that new G.I. Joe. Yep. I need a new Transformer now. Yep. I, it's the, I think the big thing, I don't know what age group it stops, but I, I, I know there's these LOL dolls. I have no clue what they are. I know, <laughs> I, you know, I know my daughter. My daughter at one point was like, I want one. And she like, I was like, if you want one so bad, like clean up, clean up the living room. And I, I honestly, like, I thought this thing was, they're like, oh, it's a small ball. And I'm like, small ball, small price. Perfect. So I was like, she did this. And I go to like Meyer, And I was like, that was the dumbest choice. That like, I'm at 12 bucks for like this toy. That's like this big. It is so I'm tiny. Like, oh my goodness. But she loves it. But no, you know, so, and, and I had no clue, but yeah, so she'll watch it at like, at grandma's house or she'll see nope. it on TV. She'll, you know, um, and, and, or as you said, like these YouTube things, like they, these things come across, man. Like, um, we, we don't monitor all the, uh, all the, the, the commercials that come on. So they definitely give them the buying thing. I, I, I we started trying to do Disney plus, uh, because there is no commercials. Um, granted the problem is, is Disney is such a great marketing thing. They're like, Dude, I own a Moana doll. I own a Elsa, mm -hmm. an Anna. I own an Olaf, right? Like, she wanted Sven, right? Like, I, I got every character from this. I own a castle that looks like the castle they lived in. And she thinks, like, I'm like, man, this is this is bad, man. Everybody buys her toys. And I'm like, come on. Dad can't afford it. I'm broke. <laughs> That's the other thing, Nick. Uh, so uh, with my youngest son on his mother's side, they buy him a lot of stuff. So he's building that expectation, whether it's direct or indirect, of like consuming, materialistic, and it's up to us as parents to help them make decisions and, and start to figure out what do they do with those toys. Because yep. when, I first, when I had my first daughter, I was like, I'm going to be the best dad ever. And I was buying her everything, <laughs> like everything. I'm talking about going into debt for it. Did that. <laughs> and then, see, I was like, I am not going to do what my parents didn't do. or I was just, just all in this mode. And then every Christmas, she would have all these toys. And then by the end of January, she don't know where they are. They're probably broken. She's not playing with them anymore. So it hit me after my first child. I was like, I have to rethink this. Because one, I'm showing her that there's a certain time where I'm just going to flush her with stuff. But then two, kids have short attention spans. So she's going to play with it for a second and then she's gone. And most importantly, these are all liabilities and none of them are assets. So I had to change that mindset. Well, that, that's, that's huge. You know, I, I I'll, I'll get called a, a bad father for this one, but my wife and I, you know, so it's, she'll be five this year. This will be the fifth birthday that we will not buy our daughter a toy. We buy her clothes or we'll give her money towards her savings account and things like that. But we have, we have never bought our kid a toy for her birthday because everybody else brings toys. And it's like, man, my one, and, and if, 
And if I buy the biggest and the most expensive, then everybody feels like they didn't do good enough, you know? And so like, or the person that brings it and it's like, I don't want anybody to feel anything. Right. Like I, so here, here's a, here's a true story. Cause you don't, you know, you, you weren't around for it, but so I buy my kid toys and I'm a sock fan. I love, if I could wear, the, the saying is if I could wear a new I'm pair of socks. In on that in a minute. Yeah. If I could wear a new pair of socks every day, I'd be like the happiest man in the world. But like my wife won't let me do that because you know, that, that would be like a waste of socks. Um, it's not a financial thing for me. Like, <laughs> so, but you know, so again, without it being toys, you know, so David, David, he gets invited to Emerson's birthday and he goes, Emerson, what do you, what do you want for your birthday? And Emerson looks at David and goes, I want socks. Oh, I was like, yes, that's my kid, right? So they say when, when he gets back on, you know, he, uh, I don't know what they were, like Spider-Man or Star Wars. Oh, oh, sorry, they were Paw Patrol socks, right? Like she, she, she wanted a specific one. She got this, and I'm like, I'll support that all day. Like this kid's asking for. A I'm a good. socks person too. That's yep. how I uh, bought. That's how I got my first credit card. I'm expressing it. No. I know, right? I no. know. It was, Nick, it was crazy. It, it was crazy. Uh, so what I did was uh, they had this deal, five pairs of socks for $25. I was like, yes, I love socks. I don't know if I can. Hey, what's your daughter's name? Emerson. Hey, Emerson. So yeah, I bought some socks. And then they asked me, did I want ties to match my socks? Because they had ties to match the socks. And I'm like, um, I can't afford it. They basically said like, oh, we have student credit cards. I was like, oh, you know, I'll give it a try. Nick, I literally have probably enough socks to wear different pairs of socks for almost a year. Like I have drawers full of socks. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> but what I did was I, I shifted away from the car, but I still have those socks as a reminder um, because first and foremost, they're really great socks. Like they have different things. Like I actually have some 4th of July socks on right now. I thought about bringing my leg up, but I don't think I can get it up that far anymore. So, <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I'm there, brother. I'm there. So uh, it's, too, it's too much for me. Well, and, and Nick telling the story, I mean, literally Emerson told me she wanted Paw Patrol socks. And I talked to Nick like two weeks later and I'm like, seriously, what does Emerson want? I'm going to get her a toy. And he goes, Dude, you better buy her those socks. Or I gotta go buy those socks. I'm like, she's gonna be three. She does not want socks. He goes, no, I'm serious. She wants socks. So we go to this child's birthday party. She turns three. And everybody gives her all these toys. Paw Patrol toys, all sorts of toys. And she's just taking them and tossing them to the side. She doesn't care about any of these toys. She's got like four helicopters. She doesn't care. She did get the same kind of same helicopter four times. I know. She gets to the socks, and this kid was so excited about these socks. She ran around telling everybody, look, I got socks. And I'm like, oh, my. We literally bought her socks, two T-shirts, and a hat. And she was the happiest kid in the world. She will not wear that hat the right side. She'll, she'll flip it inside out, and the tag hangs out every time now. Good girl. She'll not wear the right – like, I don't – I don't know why. I can't tell you. All I know is, is starting a new trend. Yeah, <laughs> it's been years now. I don't get it. She still wears it. I'm sitting there going, "You, you know, it goes the other way." She's like, "Nope." <laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> let's hop into six to ten year olds since we're yeah. having so much fun with the younger kids. Um, 
So six to 10, this is a good age to start teaching kids the difference between goods and services because, you know, obviously we go and buy stuff. As adults, we know there's certain things we're willing to pay for, you know, whether that be, I want to go to the store and buy dinner for tonight, or I don't want to mow my lawn anymore. I'm going to pay somebody to do that. Or for us, it's, it's snow plowing. I will not snow blow the driveway. I'm not shoveling. I'm an old man. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I play for snow plowing every year. I don't care. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is needs versus wants. And I, that's probably the hardest thing for me specifically because I always tell my wife I need something and she goes, no, you want that. You don't need it. And she's right 150% of the time because there's, yeah, exactly. Nick's got a new hat on that he does not need, but he wants. Um, and then short term versus long term goals you know because at the at that age they're able to you can extend that out instead of going hey you know you're saving for two weeks you can say hey we're saving for two months so kind of hitting you know those areas what are you guys thoughts on good services needs wants stuff like that well I, you know i think it's very hard right so in in the six to ten year olds um you know what i found what i found was you know, they start getting into into these things where, where school functions are a thing, right? Um, I know it was some of the biggest heartbreaks growing up, how I did, to not make all the functions due to financial reasons. Um, yes, I, I, I will say my plan right now is to make sure that she has the money, right? But again, we go back to the younger age, and it's, and it's teaching her that she has to earn. I'm not just going to hand her this money just so she can do it. Yes, we're going to do this stuff, but she has to know that I worked hard for it. She has to know that, hey, we're doing these things because of this. It's not, it doesn't always have to be her money buying everything, but she has to understand the financial responsibilities of it. So, right, she, she will get her wants because she'll want to go to those things, I'm hoping. Um, but the needs, right? Like, there, I, I, remember, I remember every year we got like a $50 allowance to go buy school clothes, you know? And it was hilarious to me. <clears throat> I never cared what I wore. I mean, I wear a T-shirt and <laughs> you know, um, and some some random uh, and one shorts, right? I still wear them today. Uh, <laughs> I'm proud of it. But you know, so it's funny because, Love it. right? Uh, I, my T-shirts, my T-shirts when I was small would cost me like four bucks. My my shorts would cost me like five, right? So I'm at like ten bucks. And granted, I'd never buy winter clothes ever because it was summertime, right? When school starts. So I'm at like, you know, four brand new pairs of M1 shorts and 15 shirts or something like that, 50 bucks. My sister would end up with like a pair of jeans and still have to borrow money. And my brother might go get like a, a Hollister shirt and like some cologne or something, right? Like these people wouldn't have new clothes. I have like a full wardrobe in my opinion. Like granted, I also have black and white socks every time, a, a brand new bag of black and white. <laughs> so, you know, but I, so I would have all this and they would have one item. Right. And, and, and it was so teaching the kids, teaching, you know, I think teaching them, hey, there, there, I think there's a lot of teaching at this age group. Right. Between six and ten. Like this is where they start finding who they want to be a little bit, how they're going to dress. They're a little insecure, uncomfortable type of a thing. And so giving them giving them these these needs. Um, necessities you can you can limit it to me right like it's going to be hard because my wife wants her to 
my, my wife wants my daughter to have, you know, a name brand type of a thing where I'm like, Hey, we can go with these inexpensive things and you can do your Pinterest stuff to put a bow in her hair to make it look pretty. You know, like, I, I, being a, being a male that didn't ever really care. I mean, I have a full beard and I don't care, you know, like type of a thing, like compared to being a, a female, like having to, having to understand, like there, there's, I was never really self-conscious of my body. Like I've always been a big guy and like always been told that, but like girls, like it hits so different. It hits so different. So yeah. I'm going to have to learn. Right. So like, I'm actually going to lean on both of you to kind of tell me in this six to 10 range when they start hitting that, that woman, you know, thing, the, the, the wants for that. Yeah. So I've been teaching financial literacy workshops for about seven years total. Um, I've had my own business since 2017 and we always talk about needs versus wants. And when I first started to talk about needs versus wants, I was telling people what their needs and wants were. And as I started to, you know, go along the years, I got feedback like, well, that's not a need for me. That's not a want for me, et cetera. And then I started to open it up and show, for example, I do a workshop and I put up on the screen a laptop. And I asked the class, is this a need or a want? And there's never a unanimous decision. They're like, it's a need, it's a want, et cetera. So I knew and realized that I had to shift my, my mindset beyond needs versus wants. We already know as parents and as, as adults, we have our necessities. But I had to shift it for my kids and do plan, prioritize, and pay. So if you plan for it, and then depending on dream big, right? Add all your things in and then we prioritize those things. What are the most important things for you? And then we pay because needs versus wants is so debatable. Um, it's so situational. Like you said, Nick, uh, needs versus wants for a woman versus a man is different. And I don't want to impede my needs on you or my wants on you. Um, so if we plan for it and then we prioritize it, and then we pay that gets around some of those needs versus wants. And it allows my daughters and my son to take more ownership in their decision-making. So if my daughter has $10 and she wants to do a school activity and buy something like, okay, did we plan for this? No, we didn't. Because another thing is we talk about, you know, making decisions with money. The more you procrastinate, the more you're going to pay. Sure. So how can I help my daughter plan? And again, like we both know, as we all know, these systems or these plans are not bulletproof. There are times where I'm like, look, like you said, Nick, here's the money, take care of it. But really trying to help her uh, plan for these things. And then we shift it to budgeting as my kids get older and then they're able to include it in their budget because I tell people your budget will um, determine your lifestyle, but your income will tell you if you can afford it. Sure. No, well, I think, I think that's huge. And I think this is a great age to start giving them those, those choices. You know, this is what you have, the, you know, you, you have $10 right now. We're at the store. Doesn't have to be 10, but we're just going to go with 10 because I like round numbers. <laughs> you have $10. We're at the store. You can pick out, you know, a couple of food items you want this week. And if you have some money left over and you want to pick up a small toy, you can do that too. At least it gives them options of, all right, how am I going to stretch this $10? How am I going to make, how am I going to make this last? How am I going to get what I really want with what I have here? And that's empowering them. Sure. 
Um, you know, I say, and I think, you know, uh, with the, with the six to 10 year olds, um, one thing, so right now I, I I'm always going to revert back to the smaller age. Um, right now what we do is we're saving up this money. I'll be honest. We started an account for her and her youth for $500, uh, because that's the most she'll get for interest. But right. What we're planning on is six, you know, about that six to 10 age, I'm going to take her every month or to, to the bank with me when I go deposit my rent checks. You know, she needs to physically give that money to the teller. She needs to say, hey, th this is what we're doing with this money. And, and you know, so, so those are the, that's what I'm going to start kind of getting her to understand. Like, hey, you need to make sure your money goes to the right spots. You need to get those, you know, or, you know, you need to interact with people. And I love it. Man, my, my, my daughter will negotiate anything and everything with people right now. Like, I am, dude, she wins every fight when she negotiates. I want you to know that like dad, let's make a deal. How about, and I'm like, I'm listening. It's yours. Like whatever you want. Like if she sells it to me, but no, so, you know, like I, I'm hoping that she goes to the bank and is like, Hey, you know, Hey, I'm only getting $500. You know, that that's getting interest. I need to make more money. Like I'm hoping she does this at like six years old and like starts comprehending. Hey, I need to, I need to make money on my money. Um, you know, her, her world isn't going to be revolved around money, but, I don't want, you know, again, we, we go with the prioritization thing and it's like, I don't want there to be a point in my kid's life where it's like, you know, do I go to this fun thing or this fun thing? And they're, they're, they're a week apart. You know, if it's the same exact time, yeah, that's different. But like, if it's, if it's down to a financial, a financial, I don't ever want it to be a financial decision why she doesn't do something. Right. So, um, I, I, you know, I want from six to 10, I, to me, that's, that's where it becomes like, you're taking that big responsibility. You're understanding, Hey, this is where we're, we're, we're saving, you know, like I'm hoping to drill into her like that 50% as we talked about 50% savings, man. I don't want her to ever want to spend more than 30% of her income type of a thing on stuff. Like I really like if, if, if it was me and I can't live her life, but like, even right now I'm all, I'm all like, she hates going to the eight unit, but she'll love to go to a duplex for some reason. And I'm like, good. You want to buy a duplex, like buy a duplex, right? Like, and, and so it's like, save, save your pennies. Like my mom always said it, save your pennies. And I'm like, whatever. But man, like when you start understanding that pennies sometimes is like 10 bucks, save your 10 bucks, save your 10 bucks. Like dude, it adds up. And so I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping at like 10 years old, she's got, you know, decent money in the bank and, and is financially responsible for it. So Mm -hmm. um, she'll never be able to take that money out because I'm dad. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, I think I think between six and ten is really is really a big financial thing because because of the next steps, right? I think that your teenage years, you try to impress people, you try to do, you know, like you get to that you get to that point. So I think six to ten to me financially is is huge. Like you got to teach them the responsibilities. You got to teach them to say no. I don't need this. I want this. I don't need to go, you know, spend this kind of money. So I, I really think that's a big thing for me. So. Yeah. My daughter, um, she's eight right now. Um, she was seven and one day she walked up to me. She was like, dad, I want a gymnastics bar. And I was like, okay, uh, how are we going to get it? She was like, you're going to buy it cause you make the money. Like, <laughs> so you're right. But this is a teaching moment. So at that time, I told her, uh, go to your phone. At the time, it was my phone, but we basically share because she grabs it all the time. And sure. I said, 
look up a gymnastics bar that you want. And then she looked it up. She wrote down the price. I said, okay, when do you want it? She said she wanted it in three months. So we divided it. I added taxes and shipping to it. So we divided it. And I was like, you need to make this much each month. <clears throat> and she said the best thing to me, she said, how am I going to make that money? Right? Not me. How is that going to make the money? But how- yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. I-, I love the fact that she's taking ownership. She recognizes that she needs to earn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so what happened was um, I told her when I do my side hustles, she can join me. And if she works with me, so when I'm going grocery shopping, things like that, she helps out. She gets a percentage and she gets all tips. So she was able to get a gymnastic bar within three months. She set a clear financial goal. We actually wrote a book about it. Um, it's not published yet because I was going with the publisher and that didn't work out well. But um, we'll, we're we'll, working we'll talk, to get it published. Remind me, we'll talk after this. I actually, I know a few publishers, so we'll talk after this. So, Thank you. Yeah. And it, it, it started this lovely thing right here. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I love yeah. it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You see where her money is. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but what she would do is every time she got paid, she would come home and make decisions about it. Where do I want to put some of this money? Um, I remember getting off the expressway um, right by, I think it's College Avenue. And she had seen this homeless guy on the side of the road. And she was like, I want to give him money. And I told her, I was like, it's very good to give. Uh, you definitely want to give. But let's start budgeting for it as well so you don't have to give with guilt. You can give freely. So those are some of the things. Again, my goal is to always make these connections because sometimes you can give, give, give and not recognize uh, what you're taking away from. Um, and it's not a bad thing, but always trying to be aware of it. So I always want my kids to build that awareness so that at the end of the day, if they choose to make that decision, at least I've given them what I believe is enough information to say, I'm making this decision after looking at all the um, different things. Speaking of kids. <laughs> <laughs> so That's what makes the best episodes, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that rolls us into a couple of the apps that are really great for this age too, which I talked about yeah. saving spree a little bit. And uh, the other one I really like for this age is iAllowance. So this is an app that lets you set up an allowance for your kids and they can track their money. They can track their chores, different rewards they can get. I think this is a fantastic thing because I, I know when my daughter was young, if, if I would have had something like this, it would have given me the ability to, to uh, set her up for for having that spreadsheet way sooner than what I was able to to provide that for, because again, we didn't start working on that until money was not as much of an issue here. So if you can set up your kids for those kind of successes, that's that's a great thing, and and that allows them to take more responsibility in them. The more responsibility these kids can take at younger ages, the better they're going to be set up long term. It's, you know, and sitting here and, and talking with you two gentlemen, it, it just, it solidifies that because we're, we're talking about different things we're doing with our kids and it's, it's all the same stuff. Giving them options, letting them make decisions. That's, th- those are grown up things. Yeah. And that's going to set them up for success. And I think that's that's the biggest key. So you were talking about you, right? It took your daughter to see a homeless person to want to give that money. 
and again, I want to revert back, but like we're talking about giving and yeah, okay. We have a, we have a jar that's forgiving, but I'll be honest. So my daughter gets so many toys and she gets so many stuffed animals or whatever. We have a, we have a, we have a basket, quite a large basket. And every time that it starts overflowing, we make the rule that, Hey, like at this point it's overflowing. You haven't played with certain ones of these. You need to figure out which ones you're giving to the next kid so they can enjoy them. And, and we go donate those. Um, so, right. And, and that toy has a, a nominal worth, right? I mean, it, it's got, I don't care if it's a penny or whatever, it's still got something, right? She could technically sell it at a garage sale. I could go buy a crane and throw it in and run an extension cord to my driveway that I wanted. I'm not saying that that's what I want to do. I'm saying that that's what I want to do and my wife won't allow it. <laughs> so, right. But, <laughs> you know, but, but so she don't, you know, she needs to, she does, she gives. And, and, and when you have, when you have enough and you have a plentiful amount, like it's time to start. But I do think there's a point in life where every kid hits a situation where it's like, oh, I understand this. Like the swimsuit thing. Like the, they see the homeless person, or they, they see the dog or the cat that they want to feed. They, they see there's something always that hits in a life. And so it's teaching up until they get to that point where it's like, boom, now I can teach that. And but like, you got to hit that point. And I think you did great, honestly. Hey, we need to start budgeting. So you can give to this type of thing. I think, I think it's great that you did that. Like, cause at that point, man, it's like you, you take it and you, and you smash it down. Like the ba- the bathing suit, man, like, boom, it's happened. Like you got to hit it. You got to hit it. And I do that with Emerson all the time. Like, dad, I want this, you know, I, my favorite saying was always, how does it feel to want? Right. Like, <laughs> you know, but hey, it's, and I push it every time. And like, some people say I'm a jerk to my kid, like in that aspect, because I'll be in the store and I'll be like, I'll get a pop. And she'll be like, dad, I want a juice. And I'll be like, yep, dad worked 40 hours this week. What'd you work? Nothing. You're the, you got the money. Right. That's the whole point. Like I got the money because I went to, no, you have options. Like I'm not depriving her of jobs. I'm not depriving her of anything. You have so much opportunity in this world. So um, it's, it, it's funny to me. So uh, I, I think uh, with the apps, gosh, and, and again, six to 10 years old, I might look into that app because again, I'm not going to write this board and do the clip hanging thing with the 50 cents and the, the bags. And I mean, my chances <laughs> is somebody would walk into my house and just be like, yeah, I did all these chores. We're talking about rewarding for things that are done. I don't know if you guys do, do give your kids money for chores or anything like that. Um, Again, we talk about the certain things. I'll be honest. Again, when I talk about carrying cash, like I tip, I tip people to do things. So I, I caught one of my tenants actually cleaning the stairs in the common area and doing some dusting. So I, I went and bought a gift card. I, I bought them a gift card due to a pizza place and, and gave them the gift card. So they made sure. And I was like, here, have, have a pizza night on me. Thank you for taking care of this. Like, you know, so I, I, I tried and every age group, I try to reward good things so that way they know, hey, if I do the right thing, the right thing will come to me. So um, there's not many people in this world that will do it. And so I think if you teach it younger, you'll always do that right thing. So I think that rolls us into one of my favorite age ranges, which is 11 to 13, because this is where you really start to teach the things that I absolutely love. Yeah. Which- Number one is budgeting. I love budgeting. I look at my spreadsheet 50 times a day. I set up a budget for my daughter. 
She still follows it to this day. Uh, in addition to budgeting, you can start teaching them about interest and credit and debt. And there's just so many things they can start to learn at this age. And all of them are extremely important because I know, like, I had a, a good, healthy understanding of credit and debt when I was that age, but I wasn't necessarily taught the right ways to use it. Like, I knew if, you know, I could use a credit card and if I was making money, I didn't have to have the money today. I, you know, I could have it the next 20 days and I could pay for that. And that's fine. Sure. But some of the things I didn't learn was, you know, the actual value of that money at the time, which, you know, that's a huge thing for kids. If, if they understand that, yeah, I, I did, you know, a chore today and it got me a quarter. How long did it take me to do that? What is the real value of my time when I was doing those things? Yeah, um, just say one thing. One thing to add, you know, is like when it comes to budgeting at this age group, they. I find it hard. I find it hard because right, we're usually the people that say, "Hey, you go, you go mow the lawn, you'll get ten bucks," and like they get paid instantly. Where then we turn them into a real job, and they get paid weekly. So you know that instant gratification kind of goes away. So um, I think at this at this at this age right now, right is a it's not a financial thing in teaching your kids but i think it's a great way to teach them entrepreneurship right like most entrepreneurship right it kind of starts here and it's like you can't get a you can't get a full-time job you can't work at this point like and so teaching them hey you can have two you know i i still struggle with it because it was like i do my side hustles because i get paid cash like today right now i work my job mm -hmm. And I'm so used to like getting a, a weekly paycheck. I used to bi-weekly bug me, but like being an entrepreneur, I get paid on a monthly basis, right? Like I don't get, there's no 15th. I mean, unless somebody screws up and doesn't pay me, but like there's no, there's no bailout halfway through. There's no, like, it's, it's literally like the first and then wait and you're broke. I mean, <laughs> you know, so we're, you know, I, I think it's at this point, like between 11 and 13 is, is a great time to like teach them, Hey, go, go do these things. Like, this is, this is where you budget. This is where you understand that you can go do physical labor. You can go earn things and save, right? Like that budgeting thing is key. I think the bathing suit thing starts coming into play. I think all these, all these things, like this is a huge step for, for, for a budgeting thing. I know David, you go into like a huge in, in depth thing. I do. Um, yeah, more than anybody. And I, and I love it. Uh, me on the other hand, right? I'm a, I'm a little less, but I, I think it's, I think, you know, I, my niece, I have a niece that's older. Um, her parents blow money worse than honestly, anybody I know. Um, really just like, you know, it's bad when you start seeing like debt collect, not just debt collectors, but like lawyers like stewing and like you get like handed papers, like it's that bad. Right. So like, I feel bad. So like, I try to, I try to show her and I'm like, Hey, you need to, you need to understand, like she's starting to go to like these homecoming thing or, you know, or sorry, sock hops at like 13, whatever they call them, sock hops. And it's like, man, your parents have got 10 bucks to give you here, but they got, because you can't pay with a credit card, right? <laughs> but you yeah. can pay, you know, you, you can, you can, you can go out and buy a Victoria's Secret, whatever the heck it is for 50 bucks, but because you can't pay for this dance ticket for 10. So like I start teaching her like, Hey, this is where you need to understand that you need to budget for yourself. And apparently your parents will come through with the dress and they'll come through with all the extras. 
but like you need to you need to make sure you get to the dance. So, um, what uh now you have a thirteen year old and and, mm-hmm. and just under. So what are you doing? What have you find successful in this age group? Yeah. So like I think the the biggest thing you hit on was the entrepreneurship side. Uh, I always try to one through entrepreneurship, you're helping your kids learn and kind of like get messy with what they're good at, what they like, and then how can they learn to sell themselves? Because we're, we're watching the, you know, the trend of entrepreneurship come up when we were like, man, if, if this was a couple years ago, we would be billionaires uh, based yeah. on the information that we know now. So with my kids, even going back to my eight year old to 13, I usually that that's my range, right? I know it's like six to 10, 11 to 13. For me, it's like six to 13 when we talk about entrepreneurship, because I'm watching my kids to see, okay, what can, because at this point you can monetize everything, right? They're, they're sitting there watching kids play games. Yeah. And they're making so much money on YouTube because of things like that. Or um, for my daughter, she loves to play shop. So she likes to get a little shopping cart. So I'm like, instead of playing shop, how we go, how about we go real shopping and you get paid for that? Yeah, my kid <laughs> does the same like that. thing. <laughs> I love it. And then for, <laughs> for my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, um, she invested in a guitar because I call it an investment because I told her what she can do is she can start to make music and then upload the music to Gumroll and then put it online and ask for donations. If you think this music was great, feel free to donate, right? And then an, another thing I do, oh, it just, it just, uh, just get my brain. It'll probably come back to me. But for me, it's really trying to see how I can monetize um, and help my kids monetize the lifestyle. Again, money isn't everything, but these are some of the skills that as I grew up, I wasn't confident in. I wasn't confident in selling myself. I didn't know what entrepreneurship was. Um, because as we start to talk about other forms of entrepreneurship, real estate and all that, I want them to kind of get a little messy, learn the language. And then as they go in, they're just growing with, with the trend um, or the movement. So those are a lot of things I do with my kids. When it comes to budgeting, uh, just as David, I'm not as good as David. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how many people that are, man. I'm a freak. I get it. But, I love it. <laughs> but I do make sure that my kids are trying to prioritize their expenses and making sure that they're thinking about, okay, how can I have income coming in? Of course, mommy and dad are always going to come to the rescue and provide funds when necessary and needed. But let me think, let me be a little bit creative. Um, sometimes you go and sell, sell your toys. Uh, my daughter, she goes to once upon a child, once her toys fill all the way up and she don't want to use them. And then that money, she decides what she wants to do with that money because she makes the decision to take those toys to the place. She's like, hey, daddy, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm done with these toys. Um, I can take them once upon a child. Um, same thing with the clothes. And they'll pay you for them there? Mm-hmm. Okay, I say, my wife and I usually pay my daughter just to donate them to other other places. So I didn't know that she could actually go do the, the thing. So at that point, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be awesome. Um, well, COVID-19, say, it'll be interesting uh, at this point, but yeah, yeah. we'll see. I think uh, one thing, one thing that you had brought up was like, you want your, you want your kid to see, you know, what, what money and things like that. So even at this age, my daughter, again, she's four, we're on vacation. I don't have a job. Everybody knows that. I mean, I have a job, 
I'm just not going to it. Uh, unemployment hasn't paid me. They, I'll be honest with everybody. Uh, I finally got one out of my seven checks. Um, <laughs> one uh, that that hit the other the other day. Um, so, but like my daughter, my daughter, and like I tell her, I'm like, hey, and I, I try to just say, hey, look, do you like dad being home? Yeah. Do you like dad being at work? Like when dad's at work, he makes money. But you gotta understand, like dad also makes money outside of here, and this is why he goes like. My daughter, we were talking about it. So she'll, uh, if I change a deadbolt or something like that in a, in a place, I'll start the screw and then she'll screw it in and I'll just go back and just do the, the final tightening. But like, you know, I make her work and understand these things. But like, I want her to understand that we're on vacation and I don't have a day job money. That's not where this money's coming from. This money's coming from hard work to build the business that I have. And you know, we didn't get any, so I'm, I'm teaching her those things right now. And I think, you know, as we go on, like, that's what I want her to see. I want her to see that there, but we talked about it. Like, so I guess you don't know, but my wife is in the medical field. She has to go to school. She has to do those things. Like there, there's, there's a job. So I want her to have these options. So, um, but yeah, so between, say you go a little bit younger, uh, 10 to 13, mm-hmm. David's perfect age for, for, for starting budgeting. I think this is, a, this is, Man, I, and, and again, we talk about it all the time. I know that there's apps out there, but personally, I don't. I don't feel like anything does better than writing this thing down. Get you know, get a printer, print it out, make your kids fill it out. At this point, like, hey, anything that they bring in, any income, I, I teach my kid. You know, start writing it down. Like, hey, what what you've gotten, what you've gotten in, what you've spent out, those types of things. That, that's a big key for me. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Dander. I was going to say, I agree with the the writing down thing. Um, again, I, I've learned so much in the world of entrepreneurship because what I did was I had everything electronic. I'm like, I got my spreadsheets. If people ever need assistance, use these spreadsheets. And uh, I had this woman come up to me like, do you have it in paper form? I was like, oh. She was like, I still love to write things down. I'm like, that is so true because we also know when we write things down, it just associates with the brain differently and how we learn and how we retain information. So being able to, you know, pick your, your learning style, whatever works for you is good. But like you said, Nick, providing them with those options. So if you want to use electronic, that's cool. If you want to write, that's cool. But the outcome is you are budgeting, you're making uh, priorities or making decisions on your expenditures. And then another thing you said that I didn't think about, but I was like, wow, that's really powerful is the instant gratification. I was like, that is so true. They, they start to shift from getting money right now from doing something and, and to getting money in periodic formats, which change so many things. So how do you start to budget? How do you uh, practice patience, long-term goals and stuff? I was like, okay, um, I, I definitely wrote that down because that's important for my kids as they're getting older and as things are shifting for them, um, instant gratification in many different formats, not only just me giving them money, but people around them because my family loves to give my kids money too. So I also have to educate uh, my family a little bit and talk to them about the things that I'm trying to instill in my kids so that we're not fighting against each other um, intentionally. Well, I think, you know, I think it's, it's, it's hard. Like we'll go back to like right now it's easy for me because my daughter, she doesn't, you know, she gets money, but she doesn't understand that $50 is a lot of money. Right. So if she got a $50 bill for a gift, I can just hide it away in, in in a savings account. Right. Like, Boom, she's not gonna, you know, like worst case scenario, I, I go to I go to her bank and, and take 
$2.50 and we go buy her a toy and she forgets that the $50 is there. But at like 11 to 13 or 10 to 13, like they understand that 50 bucks, man. Like you can't just hide that away. You can't just be like, yeah, I'm going to take that. Here we go. Like, you know, so um, that's why, you know, for me, like I've seen it so many times, like, you know, I want to, I want to be, you know, very, very proud of the fact that like, Hey, this is that point right there, man, budgeting and like knowing that, knowing that you don't need to spend every dollar you get in. So, um, David, you have, some, you have some apps for this? I, I do have some apps and I'll get to that in a minute, but I, I again, I want to hit the, this is the perfect age. We've talked about credit and debt a little bit, especially in past episodes, but really getting them an account that builds them interest so they can understand that if I put my money here, the bank is going to give me this amount back just for leaving it sit there. And that was a huge thing for me because I knew at one time, and I, and I still have a vague idea of what every bank in the area gives you interest-wise and what it takes to get that, because at any given time, I had six or seven different checking accounts at six or seven different institutions so that I could maximize savings everywhere. And, and those, they go with ebbs and flows. When we hit a recession, you're not getting as much interest. And, you know, no matter what anybody wants to say, we're currently in a recession. So interest rates have gone way down on, on accounts. I, I know with my United Bank, I used to get five. Now I'm getting three. Community West cut from seven to five. So interest rates are going down. But at, at this age, you can give them these tools and they can go, well, you know, if I, if I put $100 here, they're going to give me, you know, a dollar back. That's fantastic. Those are things that you can really get kids to understand that, you know, saving that money might be better in the long term because I'll get more money for it later, which, you know, not to jump ahead, but that will get us into the next age group. But before we get there, so great budgeting device for kids this age, uh, Buckaroo, or no, Bankaroo. So Bankaroo is an app where it's a virtual bank for kids. You can teach them about the value of money, saving money, budgeting money. There's a lot of different goals you can set up with this. It's one of those things that, you know, if I had a, a young adult, I would probably start with that website if I wasn't so insane and wanted to do everything on a spreadsheet because I like spreadsheets. Yeah. I would still go with a spreadsheet, but you know, that, that's something you could use for kids. They can see what they're doing. And, and I think that's a great tool out there. And, you know, that kind of rolls us into 13 to 15 year olds. So, 13 to 15 year olds, a lot of them are starting to work for some money. Now, obviously they're not getting a job at McDonald's at that age, but you know, probably a little different than you guys. My daughter had a paper out at seven. Yeah. So she delivered the advance at the trailer park we lived in and Dawn and I helped her do that. And she earned a percentage of that money. She did it every Tuesday and that was, she was able to take that money. And of course, because I was a saver, she would put it in her account and when she wanted something, she'd build her money up to be able to buy that. Yeah. I say, I remember I, I had an advanced route probably right around 13 because I got my first real job at like 14. So yeah, probably 12, 13, 13 years old. Um, right. And, and the advance was great. So people that don't know what the advance is, it's a local newspaper um, delivered once a week. Um, for a very, you know, I think my paycheck was $15 uh you know it wasn't much but you only do it once a week and then you go around and you collect uh donations for the advance 
uh, usually a down of a thing, and then you turn that money in and they give you a small percent back uh, for going to collect uh, for them. Um, but, you know, so it was, uh, it, it was, it was that, excuse me, um, it was that, that, that part where I started learning that, hey, hey, like a job brings income, like a steady, a steady income, a steady income is like the guaranteed kind of money. If I do this, they pay me. It, you know, when I went out and picked up donations, it was like the, the harder work. I, I like the first time I, I got donations, I went out just like the one time I was like, forget this. And then like, I seen a little bit of money and I was like, man, if I go hit these places that weren't home again and maybe get a dollar, like I, I you know, I got 30, 40% of that money. I was like, man, that's going to add up. It's going to add up. It's going to add up. Like so I hit these things up like the time and uh, you know, it, it just, it was, it was a great thing to do. So it taught personal skills. You know, I could knock on a door and not be afraid. Like, you know, I, I think that 13 to 15, um, it starts getting you to understand accountability in, in the types of jobs. Uh, I worked in the bowling alley. I worked in the bowling alley at 14. Um, you know, I, I had a, I loved, I had the greatest job in the whole world at that point in my life. Um, you know, so, but it, it taught me, Hey, like I have to, I have to be here. Like, and these people are going to pay me once I show up. Right. So like whether it rained, whether it snowed, anything like that for the advance, I mean, you were out delivering, right? Like you probably hated it with Caitlin. Like it'd be horrible. 50 feet of snow, but like yeah. Tuesday, man, that, that people got delivered so but you know again it, it, you know the paycheck would come let's call it you know 30 bucks i put that i put that money and that was the biggest thing i think at that point we this is where all the stuff that we've already talked about in this episode come come real i was really i was getting into bowling really big into it i wanted a uh i wanted a camcorder right because i wanted to see what the hand position looked like and where the ball angle entry was i wanted to work on my game so it was like my mom was like, all right, save your money. Give me your, you know, she acted as the bank. She's like, give me your money. I'll make sure it goes here. Uh, she probably spent it once or twice, you know, I, I, <laughs> and then finally I was like, all right, I, you know, I started writing my money down and I was like, I got, I got enough money here. I got this. I did all this. I'm gonna go buy it. You know, and once you get that first purchase of, you know, 300 bucks or something like that, man, you understand that money is a, money is a tool and it gets you the things. So, um, all the, all the smaller things, if I would have known better ahead of time, I would have been so much farther ahead, you know, save, saving to get there. So, you know, every, 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 every time a $30 paycheck would come in, I probably spent half of it on something stupid that I didn't want, you know, forgetting, forgetting to prioritize that camcorder. So I couldn't tell you a single thing that I have today from 13 years old. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so. I will say the great thing about making money mistakes when you're younger is they typically cost less. So I always allow my kids, if you're going to make money mistakes, make them early on because they cost less. But, you know, as we get older and we're like buying these cars, those money mistakes, they, they kind of last a little longer than uh, we want them to. Yeah. And one of the other things we can start teaching at this age is investing. And Nick and I are both big on investing. Dondre and I have talked about investing before. A great app to use at this age is Acorns. Acorns will take pennies on the dollar and throw it into accounts for you. And kids can learn at that rate at a, at a very simplistic level of if, you know, I, I go and spend a dollar 50, they'll take that other 50 cents, throw it in this account and it's going to earn me some money. And 
they don't have to think about it again. And they can just log into their account and see that, you know, I'm making a little bit of money here, which, you know, it, it's, it keeps it safe for them because buying stocks at that age is probably not a good idea. They're not going to know what they're looking at. And most adults don't know what they're looking at. So I don't recommend that even, you know, throwing, throwing in betterment's a great thing, but you know, throwing 10 cents in betterment isn't going to get you very far, but you know, rounding everything up into acorns, that's a fantastic tool. Yeah, it's insane. I, I I love acorns, um, especially at that age for sure. Um, because right, you can you can buy it'll save it till you can buy that stock and then just go do it. So um and the one thing the one thing I really like about it is you know, like let's say we all have the kids and hey your your kids into Apple, right? Well I wanna specifically buy this. You you can you can go do that. It'll save up your money and before you know it you have a hit. So I think that's a, a really, a really great app suggestion at this age point. The other good thing about Acorn is uh, typically when they have the the earn, uh, what is it, found money or something option. Yep. If there's something that you typically do, why not, you know, get a additional savings or investment by doing something that you know. For example, if you're shopping on eBay and that's what you typically do, you click on there, they say one percent. It's like why not? That's free money because when we talk about investing. I try to make it as simple as possible for my kids. Make money while you sleep. Just make money while you sleep. Absolutely, great point to bring up. Yeah, I think I say I think that being being at this age, right? We were talking about, um, you know, te- teaching our kids delayed gratification. That time is money. I think is huge. And make money while you sleep, right? Like, if I break down what I make hourly it's it's garbage right but i mean well the fact is, is i'm still making that money and i you know I didn't, I didn't do anything while i was sleeping if that makes any sense you know and so like yeah. hope you know hopefully you turn that let, let, let's even call it like 10 cents at, at the young age let's call it 10 cents you're making it while you sleep and you're like man i made that 10 cents an hour while i now i'm now i'm at this point and it's like all right i made ten dollars while i slept i made twenty dollars that hour while i slept like it's, you know, it's, it's these small things. And, it, and I think it all comes back from the beginning where it's like, man, if you put small amounts away, all of a sudden it's going to be big amounts. And you know, before you know it, every, every hour that you're sleeping and you're like, I just made a hundred bucks. I just made a thousand bucks. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I think, I think the sky's the limit. And, and it's, it's really just, it's hitting these, it's hitting these things. Like that's a great thing to teach your kids is, you know, make, have your money, make money. And, you know, I, I teach my kid now, like I get, I try to get fake overexcited every time we get interest money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like every time I log into the account, I'm like, man, we got 36 bucks, you know? And she's like, Oh, we got money. Uh, and I'm like, no, it's just money that was sitting there. We didn't do anything for it, kid. That's what you don't get. Like I didn't, I just made 36 bucks. She's like, Oh, okay. Like she doesn't care. But you know, like I want her to understand that like I just had money sitting around doing it and it, and it made money. Um, <laughs> quick side story. We got a phone call on this drive from a bank account that we haven't used in, uh, I think it was three years. They said we haven't done a single transaction in three years in Michigan law states that they have to give me my money. So I was like, Oh, what is it? Like five bucks or something. And they go, no, it's like 200 something bucks. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like this the vacation that much better. I'm going to go spend it. Right. <laughs> you know, it's money I didn't know I had. So, um, 
you know, I, I want my kid to understand that, like, again, me sleeping, me doing whatever, that money's coming through. So I, I think, you know, I think that's a, that's a huge thing. Like, the, you, the saying is, is like uh, compound interest is what, like the, the ninth wonder of the world or whatever the heck, you know, and, and I'm like, I didn't understand that for the longest time until I all of a sudden got like, you know, money into my bank. Right. And it's like, you get, you, you hear, I, I try to teach people. I'm like, Oh, you can get a dollar. And they're like, Oh, it's a dollar. And I'm like, yeah, but that dollar turns into 10 or, you know, $12 at the end of the year. I'm like, you ever go to the bar at the end of the year and buy two beers and it's not your money, man, that's a great way to put it. And I'm like, see, like you got to understand you had bought two beers and paid tip and it's a really good tip and it wasn't your money, man. Like you got, you got to understand that. So now delay that $12 for years and years and years and you're going to be all right. So yeah, uh, I think like 13 to 15 is, is huge, David. I, I really yeah. do. I think that uh, this is these older ages, these teenagers, that's where you and I specialize in, especially like with the, with the coaching and things like that, you know, 13 to 18. Um, you know, we, these are where, these are where your kids, man, they, they really have the options to, to, you know, hit it or we can, we can lead them the wrong way and they start seeing people that are, you know, doing, they're, they're starting to spend their money and living broke. Right. I mean, you know, at 15, I had friends that were 17 that had full-time jobs and couldn't afford gas to get to school on Friday, right? Like, they were like, I got to wait for my check to clear. And I'm like, you know, so I, I think this is this is a big key. Yeah. That's true. Well, you know, and one of the things we know is schools aren't teaching any of this. This is definitely our responsibility because kids are not getting any financial guidance from any class they go to in high school. So you have to do it. This is your job as a parent, give them these foundations. It's the same thing as, you know, teaching them the alphabet. You gotta give them that foundation so they can succeed. And, and really that rolls us into the 15 to 18, which, you know, is, is almost equally important to the thir 11 to 13, which is, you know, teaching them about good and bad debt teaching them about a credit score, teaching them how to do their taxes. Caitlin sat down with me this year at 25, well, she was 24 at the time, for the first time ever and said, I want you to show me how to do my own taxes because I do the taxes in the house for everybody. You know, I, I always have. And we sat there and did the taxes together. And I thought that was fantastic because she was taking some ownership in that and saying, okay, I need to know how to do this because you're not around, I, I at least need to experience it. And, you know, looking at good versus bad debt, you know, I, I think back in, in December of this year, she will have paid off her car. So she took out a five-year loan for her car. That's a great debt to have. And because I had set her up for financial success, yeah, she used me as a co-signer because at the time she wasn't making a lot of money. But she had a higher credit score when we got the loan than I did. So she was able to get that at a better rate than what I got on my car when I bought it six months later because of how high her FICO was when that happened. So thoughts, guys? Yeah, I was going to add with the, with the credit piece, this is a time where you try to figure out what you want your kids to operate in. 
Um, and what I mean by that is, are you a debt-free, never-touch-credit kind of person, or you, are you a let's talk about the responsible debt kind of uh, piece? And for me, honestly, um, it was a spectrum for me because I was like, I'm not using credit for anything. But as an entrepreneur, I think it has kind of shifted my mindset a little bit because for me, my behavior, it, I, I have very responsible behavior and decision making regarding credit. So I think people that have that, then that's good because you can leverage it and why not leverage it in that way. But if you know that or if you have experiences where you don't do well with it, then that's a different conversation. So for me, I'm always observing my kids' behavior to see, okay, how can I start to have different conversations with each one of them? Because debt becomes a serious life-changing thing. Um, you start talking about bankruptcy and uh, my mom filed bankruptcy for the first time uh, five years back. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even know that it, that world existed. But then I've talked to entrepreneurs who have filed bankruptcy for whatever reasons and been able to recover, learn from those things. So it, it, it definitely shifts the, the dynamic in the conversation when you start looking at uh, responsible spending, good credit versus bad credit, needs versus wants, assets versus liabilities. What are those things? But again, it comes with like Nick and you were saying, David, building that foundation from the beginning will allow your child to see what's second nature for them. Dad, I got it. I know what I, I, I budgeted for this. Um, and then another piece is if your kids want to start to own things, what is the trend in the world, right? There are still places that don't um, care about, you know, cash is still king, right? In some spaces and places. But we also have to be honest and say, that's not everywhere. Um, there's a lot of pressure for you to go into debt and to use your credit um, in some spaces. So really helping your kids navigate that. Well, I say, you know, I want to, from my personal experience, my, my mother was, she never had a credit card. Honestly, she never had a debit card um, up until this year, right? Like literally, so I, I, I used to, like, if she needed like a, an airplane ticket or something, I'd have to go on my account. So I didn't know I was growing up, like learning that, you know, she was just like, she always just, she wouldn't explain it. She would just say, oh, if I have money, I just spend money. And I'm like, okay, you know, and then she would just say, we don't have money. We don't have money. We're broke. We're broke. We're broke. We're broke. We're broke. Right? Like, it's all I ever heard. That's all I ever thought. Like, we were just broke as shit. Honestly, you asked me, I was like, dude, we were the brokest family I know. The old, you know, we were, we were, we were the poorest people. And I'm sitting here like, the only words I heard were, I'm broke. And I'm like, okay. Um, you know, now all of a sudden. I have a four-year-old and she's like, Hey grandma, can we go to McDonald's? And she's like, yeah, let's go. I thought you were broke. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> so it's, it's a, uh, you know, but again, being the entrepreneur, right? Like, yeah, I, I take debt. I'll be the, I'll be the first to be honest about that. Do I love having my debt? No, but like, to me, it's a very educated debt. And DeAndre, if you have, haven't seen our our episode on credit cards and things like that we, we touch exactly what you said um right like if you're responsible do it if you have ever made an irresponsible late payment or something like that shy away shy away but if you know how to use them they're tools but go go look at that but like i do think that at this point oh nick froze 
you know, I, I think the next age group, this is the point where we can start. Yeah, I'm sorry. I say, I think this is the, this is the age group where we can start seeing. I know, I know when I got handed, I lived by a truck stop. So I grew up a little different than most people, but like my family would hand us each a dollar, right? So there was four of us. We'd all have a dollar. And this is a, I remember seeing it. My one brother, like. Froze again, Nick. He was going to buy four snack cakes. Like that's cakes. Come on, baby. It's say no. Dude, you're, ki you're killing me with the hotel internet here, man. It's, uh, you know, my, my other brother would take not long to spend. I, I, come on. Let me, uh. God, I hope yeah, so. you hang out for a second. You can tell this story in a minute. I'll tell a different story. So we needed a new roof two years ago. Yeah. You guys let me know when I have good internet. I, I will do that. Don't worry. So we needed a new roof two years ago. And, and I sat there and I'm like, okay, well, I got a couple options. I can take a HELOC out and pay 5% to do it. Or I can go to my 23-year-old daughter at the time and say, hey, I'll give you 3% if you give me money for a roof. And she goes, yeah, dad, do whatever you need to do. So I'm, I'm, I told her I'd pay the roof off in two and a half years. By my numbers, I should have it paid off by this winter. So about six months early. I'm paying her the 3% she was making in Lake Michigan. So I got it at a lower amount. And I didn't have to touch anything of mine to have to do that. And I don't mind paying 3% for something like that. Because, you know, I, I ended up getting a nice $12,000 roof. I didn't have to touch savings. I didn't have to you know, go into more debt to do this. Nobody knows it's out there. I'm just paying her. I can see Nick's moving now, so hopefully this is good. Tell your story again, Nick. You live by a truck stop. Yeah, I say, you know, so it was just, it was, I, I, I would walk in, we'd, we'd, four of us would walk up to the truck stop, and we'd have a dollar a piece. Um, and you'd watch my brother buy, buy snack cakes or whatever, you would watch my my other brother just kind of buy a pop. I, right, they have video games at truck stops. And it was like, I'd be like, I'd take so long and they get so mad because I'm like, I think about my decisions. I would, you know, and it was, it was, hey, you constantly just think about where your money's going. You know, I get this amount of time. I could play pinball for an hour and that value of, like, that's 50 cents. Like, that's pretty good money. I could eat this snack cake and I could eat a snack cake in like seven seconds. I was like, it's gone, you know, magic. So, you know, finding out like where, where, you know, what the value of that dollar was. And then, so, you know, again, it goes back to that credit. You see this in your kids and it's like, if they just think instantly, like money grows on trees, you're like, Hey, I'm going to teach you that credit is the worst thing in the world. You are, <laughs> you are not going to be there. So, um, no, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm going to have to teach my kid that apparently getting good internet, even on vacation, it's hard to find. We were hoping that, uh, that having Wi-Fi here was gonna fix all of our problems, but apparently money doesn't buy everything. <laughs> so <laughs> That's no, I, uh, I, I say I really I really do think that, that that age group is uh man, it's it's a building block for sure. Like that you have to hit think about and, and like what to, they're doing socially, right? You talk about cars, you talk about their friends um, wearing certain things, whatever's trending, cell phones, like 
the demand and pressure on them to fit in, because you, you talked a little bit about this, Nick, is there's a lot of financial pressure for them just to wear certain brands, right? Do I wear all these flashy things to fit in? Because we know your social group, you're typically around them more than you are your parents, depending on you know how things are um, in your life. So if they don't have that strong foundation and that confidence to be a leader or a trendsetter with their finances, it's literally going to be fighting a battle of like, no, but well, my friends have this. Well, get no, my friends have this. And because they they're taking ownership of their money, that's going to be tough because it's like as a parent, do you start to say and strip strip that ownership from them or do you allow them to own it? So in my belief and in my parenting style, of course, I allow my kids to own the things that they've worked for, things that they learn, because that's what it's about, um, making those decisions. But at the same time, there's consequences to certain decisions. So bringing that back into the conversation oh. when you do things like that. Yeah, I, th I, think, I think a lot of these issues we hit were phenomenal. Um, I do want to talk about a couple of the good apps out for this age. Mint is a great app to use. Um, My FICO is a good app if, you know, you're building credit. Credit Karma is great. Uh, credit Sesame is a good, another good one. A lot of good apps out there. Use them. Uh, you know, when you, when you start talking about investing at this age, you can start getting into some of the more specialized apps like Stash. I love Stash. You can take and put your money into an actual sector instead of, you know, just something that you might not understand. So, you know, I, I use Stash. I got blue chip stocks. I got dividend paying stocks. It's, it's just a nice app. If you're not really sure where you want it to go, you can throw it towards certain sectors. Um, I, I really, I cannot state enough how important it is to give these kids great financial habits uh, this is easily our longest episode of this, probably because of how important it is. Um, again, I want to, you know, not that I'm, I'm quite done yet, but I want to again plug Dandre with 1428 Financial Wellness. It's 1428FW.com, as you can see on his picture there. He does fantastic stuff. If you have questions, reach out to him. He's, he's a great resource. I got a text message from my wife while we were doing this going, I'm so glad I met Don Drake because he's just the best. So we know that he rates way higher in her book than Nick and I because we, we never get told we're the best. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gotten that text message like, hey, you Nick, haven't. you're the best. No. Yeah, but it's all right. Um, you know, and I say, honestly, I agree. Like, you know, we talked about putting our kids, we talked about putting our kids on, on credit cards and things like that and growing with them. Um, this episode is long. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about that because as we've told you guys from the beginning, this is David and I, this is what our passion is, is besides our kids is like kids these age. Um, this is where we can, we can guide them to be better human beings, financially responsible. I, 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 I'm going to brag, right? Like this is, this is like, I've never once in my life thought I was going to be unemployed and on vacation, right? Without financing it, right? Like I'm not, I'm not financing this. Like this is, this is, this is, this is what life is to me, you know? So like if I could teach, if I could teach the next person to understand that, like, man, if you take financial steps in life, 
and live off of less than you make. If you can do this, like, dude, I just drove 18 hours. Well, I mean, it was way more with the potty breaks, but like I drove and, and, and we're living, you know, like we're living, we're living the life that we want, man. Like I, I, I'm in love, right? Like I'm having the greatest time. So this episode means a lot to us. So, um, Dondra, any last thoughts you have? Yeah, so really fast. Uh, no matter what the age is, I highly recommend some old school strategies like flashcards. Uh, because if you if you haven't had the chance to build that foundation with your kids, you still have to help them understand the terminology. Finances, it's a language. And if you don't speak that language, sometimes people can get, get over on you or you can just be misinformed. So these are some cards that I recommend. They're very easy, simple. I don't care if you're an adult. They have really easy definitions of things. Those are great. Uh, my daughter and I, we go over those frequently. But then Monopoly Empire. This game is dope. Um, I was able to play it for the first time a few years back, and I thought it was stupid. But then as I got into finances more, I was like, I love this game. Um, and it talks about brands, so you start to talk about investing. Um, it still has paper money, so you can talk about paper money. Um, it's faster than your original Monopoly. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I say, I, I, you're talking about paper money. I, we can talk about this for so long. I love Monopoly, right? But there, so one thing I'm going to challenge you with is, like, take that paper money. Have You have seven kids. This would be huge. I mean, it's a lot of money. But take that paper money and get, get real cash, right? Get real cash, liquid, liquid cash, change it out and watch how your kids spend, right? Like if, if you watch, if you watch your kids spend $10,000 and they're just blowing it, right? Like you understand like, Hey, this is where we're at now. If you watch your kid with $10,000 and they're going to take their time and they're going to buy certain specific things to block other people from, you know, like you, every kid, I mean, you have seven, right? So like, they're going to play so different. You know, I, I I've seen it done with people playing with just three kids with, you know, with real cash. Like if you, you go to the bank and you lock your doors and you <laughs> you put that cash on the table, but right like I mean this is a this is a thing like I, I I think Monopoly needs to be played like if you financially can do it like paper money you know everybody's just like ah whatever like they play but now if you have this liquid cash and you and you tell them hey like this is this is man you're gonna see what these kids can do um in a in a financial setting so um before I forget uh, guys um. The beers were fantastic from uh from South Dakota. So if you're ever here, uh, I I also want to give a shout out to Bud Light. You guys see me grab one. I drove past an Anheuser Busch on the way here. Sponsor us. <laughs> no, but like, subscribe, share. That's what's gonna get this. I mean, this this is a great episode in our opinion. Um, I, I really appreciate you showing up for us. Uh, you know, we didn't coach we didn't coach you into this. I mean, granted. David, I've never met you before up until this point. I didn't tell you what to say. Like, and, and your mindset is still right there with us, right? Like teaching these kids how to be successful. I think that's, that's right. When you get, when you get people that understand what they can do and, and you can show this, man, I think that's, that's awesome for me. So uh, big shout out. Um, I know you're going to throw this on your page, but um, yeah, tag us. We'll tag you like subscribe, share. This is going to be a fantastic episode. So Dondre brought up something that was really important with the Monopoly. Um, one of the other things that I think is huge, especially for the younger ages, is Monopoly, the game of life, stuff like that, because it gives those kids those decisions 
to make of, you know, this is what I want to do with my money. Life is instant, right? Yeah. Is, you have the choice right at life. You're like, you go to college or you take your broke money. You like spin. You go to college, you end up with a twenty thousand dollar job. You're like, hey, six kids. You're like, no, I, I and love. And I think the biggest difference from playing those games before was the our parents, and, and not to you know uh, bag on my parents, but there wasn't much intentionality. I don't think my mom was really observing me play the game so that she can help me grow in certain areas, such as decision-making, things like that. Where for me, I look at it as like, uh, my kids are my little experiment, not to be weird, but I'm really observing them. How are they talking about money? Um, who's getting upset about it? Who's willing to share their money, right? All those little things, because those are areas that I really want my kids to grow in. And if I'm not that person that's really observing them, then life is going to teach them. And I'd rather partner with life to help teach my kids as opposed to say, go out and learn and then make all these bad decisions. And then most of the time I have to pay for them. I think that's, that's an, that's a great way to put it, man. I, I really I respect the heck out of that. That's awesome, man. Um, so we talked about life. We talked about Monopoly. Uh, one game that got me going was payday. So if you guys are looking for games to play with your kids, right. Um, I know, I know it taught me like I saved for that week paycheck and I was like, Oh, I can make it till next week. You know? So, um, you'll, you'll learn about your kids, you know, honestly, I think there's tools out there, uh, as always reach out to us. Um, they say we're, we're definitely willing to help, um, spreadsheets, anything like that, that we can do, uh, knowledge advice where kids are a struggle. They're always going to be, they're going to fight us, but you know what? Sometimes if they hear it from other people, uh, they, they, they might, you know, take it in a different way. So, um, that's why I throw on financial podcasts all the time when, I, when my kids in the car, I'm like, she hates hearing it from me, but she'll listen to somebody else. So, so David, what do you, go, go ahead. No, I say, what, what do you got? What do you got for us, man? So, so last thoughts here. As Nick said, please like, subscribe, share. Uh, not only our YouTube channel, but also Don Dre's. He's got a lot of great information out there. I finally subscribed to it the other day because I suck, but I watch it even though I hadn't been subscribing. <laughs> He's got so much great information out there. If you're looking for somebody to help you with money and you don't want to talk to Nick or me, definitely go to him. He's He is fantastic. Him and I had such great talk the first time we met. And every time I see him, I'm really excited because I know I get to talk money. So, you know. Right. Any last thoughts, Andre, before we let everybody go? It was a pleasure talking to y'all. I look forward to many conversations. Again, like you said, we can talk about this all day. And hopefully our, our passion can grow and expand and live in the lives of our kids, our kids' kids, and we can build that generational wealth. Y'all, I'm going to go enjoy some vacation. We'll talk to you guys later. All right. All right. We'll see you guys.